Douglas Goldstein, E-Futurist, Health Innovation Media, Health 2.0, and I have one of the leading experts here, John Moore with Chillmark. And John, what's your top line take on Health 2.0 10th Annual Edition? Well, seeing as I've been to pretty much every single Health 2.0 conference that Matthew has had, I think the top line take is that it's really mature to the point where we're actually getting healthcare systems involved here having conversations with them and it's not just the startups and I think the uh, the maturity of some of the solutions we're seeing here has they're really starting to solve some real problems it isn't just like oh let me try to create something in my garage and then try to find a place to sell it they're actually addressing some pretty hard problems that's the same observation that I had and I think um, Ian Morrison summed it up when he said clinical operations 2.0 Yes, yes. Clinical Operations 2.0 is a, is a is an interesting thing. I think uh, with Ian's presentation about you know whether or not to disrupt healthcare, and that you have some very big entities in the healthcare system that aren't going to go anywhere soon. I think I believe that to some extent, and I believe in this thing about there's a lot of opportunity in clinical operations, but I think there's also a lot of opportunity outside that in terms of new um, modalities of care delivery that will be somewhat disruptive to the existing system. You know, the funny thing is that healthcare has always adopted technology. <laughs> We're living longer, yeah. the kinds of things are being done to people. So, and I think he also said that disruption is not the right word. It's just better health, leveraging tools and, and people. So I think that I'm seeing that. I agree 100% with this. I moderated two panels here, mm -hmm. and I was impressed by the sophistication of both the entrepreneurs their understanding of the sales cycle and their solutions uh, that are working. Yeah, no, I would agree with that uh, in the sense that I think the entrepreneurs have become much more savvy in understanding who they're selling to and what some of the challenges are they are that, that they're trying to address and the kind of challenging sales cycles in some of these sectors of healthcare. But I will also say that when people talk about disrupting healthcare, there is a need for some disruption here because this is, in the United States, over a $3 trillion market. And the number's thrown around a lot, well, a third of it's waste, but that waste is someone's salary. Right. So when, if you're going to try and take out that waste, you're disrupting someone, somewhere. And I think that's, that is a critical factor that we have to constantly keep in, keep in mind that uh, disruption is disruption to someone else. The question is who's going to be disrupted? And I don't think we really know that yet. I think it's <laughs> disintermediation, and I would soften the word, just working inside of health systems, I would soften the words and say we're improving efficiency. Well, yeah, <laughs> I mean, optimally, you know, and the real goal, I think, for all of us here, uh, you know, from Matthew and Indu that have put on this great event, to a lot of the people speaking here, and to a lot of these entrepreneurs that honestly, a lot of them have personal stories that brought them here, and including myself. And I think, you know, at Showmark Research, what we really look at is, you know, our kind of our mission is how do we improve the patient experience, you know, through the work that we do. And I think that's pretty much true for everyone here, whether it's a consumer, patient, member, employee, 
We're all looking to try and improve how they navigate the healthcare system and get the best care that they possibly can. And how do we use these different technologies to deliver that experience to improve their outcomes or at least improve their journey in this healthcare space, which right now is pretty convoluted. Absolutely. So what's the next great research you're working on that we can anticipate coming up in the next few months? Well, I think, I think what really what we're working hard on right now, and I've actually brought on a couple of new analysts in the last six months to help us address this issue, is that we really think there's going to be a need to move beyond this kind of parasitic relationship that we've seen to date between payers and providers between the health insurers and the doctors. And I believe to be successful as a, you know, in this country at managing populations within communities that these two entities are gonna to have to work much more symbiotically together to, to, to manage that population for which they're under contract, whether it's a contract to a self-insured employer or if it's a contract to CMS. But how do you manage that population? How do you bring these resources together and these core competencies on either side of the table together to actually effectively manage the health of that population? And to get everybody to become more efficient, lower costs, and improve outcomes. That's the holy grail. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, I was recently at another event, and what was really interesting there was this uh, healthcare system had a big focus on quality, and they were working with a payer around, you know, where is the quality and some of the quality metrics. So they really went really deep and particularly this is around cardiovascular uh, department on how do they improve the quality of the care they delivered looking all the way from their supply chain and the instruments that they were using through uh, the treatment protocols to the clinical pathways to the discharge process what the whole nine yards on cardiovascular and what they found was that in improving their quality they actually lowered costs right you know that just improving the quality, the lowered length of stay, the lowered, you know, pneumonia or contracted, you know, hospital infections, what have you, across the board, and they had pretty dramatic reductions in the cost of care. And in the short run, if you do that now, if the health system does that now, and they reduce a four-day length of stay to a one-day length of stay, they're making the the margin. They're getting paid for four because CMS is lagging in adapting to both quality improvements and technology improvements in a number of surgical areas. They're not rolling out episodes of care fast enough for right. some of the systems who are improving quality and reducing costs. Exactly, and as we move more and more towards this kind of concept of value-based care, value-based reimbursement, where we're gonna be paying physicians for the quality of and the value of the care they provide, these are gonna become really important issues. and. How, and if you look at what we're doing with uh, CJR, with the uh, Combined Joint Replacement Program that CMS is funding, which is a bundle payment model, and now they're introducing a cardiovascular bundle payment model, those organizations that can effectively address this issue of length of stay, what have you, they're going to get paid a certain amount for that procedure, and if they can you know, do it for less than that, that's all margin. You're the first mover. You're making margin in the short run, and it's joints and hearts today, and it's cancer bundles tomorrow. So, exactly, exactly. and this is going to kind of, we're going to see this more and more uh, throughout the industry. The challenge, though, is that a lot of healthcare organizations today that we've been speaking with are just getting started. The ones that are doing this great work are really the early innovators, and we have a long ways to go. And I think 
we're going to see a lot of suffering amongst a lot of healthcare providers in this transition. It's going to be tough. It's not going to be an easy path. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.